There's five different Dude. factors in the way of us getting to our dreams. And then she ended up going on prom with my homie. People's contact list hold more value than G Herbo homie. Like I, I was just tapped in with Autumn. That's when I really just started. What's up, everybody? We back with on the DCL podcast. I gotta be delusional. <laughs> you just have to have that tenacity to work oh, and like just go at it that discipline kanye and he has stayed in like the whole three summers like just making songs and stuff and like look where he at now you're gonna have to miss out on a lot bro last night there's a party going on i'm in my room till 4 a.m editing it be like that bro. that's just that's just what i gotta do to yeah, get to where yeah. i want to be like literally sitting in front of the computer feeling miserable like you sitting over there hunched over the computer just editing hey wrist ah oh, wrist hurting bro <laughs> back hurting you leaned over hunched over and shit bro eyes just itchy and shit you grow your eyes and shit like bro them dog days bro you gonna look back at that shit when you get to that point you're gonna be like it was all worth it like even if you can't see it right now like i said you just gotta have that level of confidence i can see now that I'm in a position where I've seen that something that I came up with has the potential to, to go far, mm -hmm. you know, I can, it's easy, it's a little bit easier for me now to push towards it, you know, but before then, before it happened, it wasn't always like that. Like I didn't, I couldn't always see it. I didn't always know what direction it was going to go in. I didn't know if it was going to go up or down, but I knew I was still going to get to it. Like. That's what it came down to. Yeah, you got to manifest it. That's what I'm really big on. Facts. I'm really big on manifesting. Journaling, manifesting, all of that. Definitely do that. Even if it's not no magical power in the universe, it's you, your self-talk, and you wiring your mind, bro. Mm -hmm. When you manifesting things, it's how you manifest it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just manifest, I need this dollar amount. No, it got to be, I want to impact this life. I want to create this. I want to mm -hmm. do this. Like, you manifesting that, and that should be happening, bro. Facts. It be happening, especially if you just really locked in. You really letting that shit marinate in your mind, bro. But you already got to have a work. Behind that, you got to actually make it happen. Midway through my junior year, they tell me I have enough credits to graduate that year. I'm in a dilemma because they're telling me I'm 16 years old. They telling me I can graduate at the end of this year. So like, yeah, I do that. Fast forward. Now I'm 17 years old in college. Part of me didn't want to do it. I was going to stay in high school and take dual credit classes, then then come over. But I feel like the step me being 17 years old. In an environment where most people are 18 to 23, you got people mm. up to 25, you got people that are 26 still in college. You know, I'm in classes with 23-year-old people and stuff. Me being 17 in college, like, definitely, it was a mindset shift. It was, I'm not a kid anymore. I mean, I adjusted pretty quick, but still, it was the fact, hey, I'm 17 years old around all these people. Like, I'm supposed to be in high school and I'm in these environments. I'm in a whole fraternity at fucking 17 years old. Like, mm. it was crazy. So, yeah, I definitely say that uh, definitely made me mature up a lot younger. And now I'm 20 years old. And I look at it like this is late, me starting yeah. a podcast at 20 years old. Like, my senior year, me finally starting action is kind of late to me. But mm. still, I'm 20 years old. So it's like I got... I'm young. I got plenty of life to live. What's a significant event in your life that you believe had a big impact on who you are today? School finna get out. Like, the end of the year, you know, everybody everybody high energy. Everybody's just ready to graduate. Everybody is ready to get on to the next chapter of their life and shit. It's around the time of prom and all of that shit, too. And mind you, I, at the time, I was with somebody. You feel me? And... <laughs> I'm, that's not that's not the sole purpose of this at all. No, this is not one of those. Shit going smooth. Boom. I'm driving one day, leaving my cousin's house, and out of nowhere, I cross the intersection. I get T-boned. My mm -hmm. car ends up 
I'm in somebody's front yard, bro, like two feet away from their house, two feet away from hitting their house. Car just in the grass, in the line. Like, I'm just in shock. I'm just stunned. I'm in the car. I ended up calling my mom and telling her what's going on. And my mom, like, she's the type of person, like anybody's mom, like, they, she, she's very worrisome. So she, she's panicking. She's hyperventilating all type of shit. I'm telling her, calm down. Like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. But she's still panicking. She's going to do what she's going to do. Halfway to her getting over to where I was at, her blood pressure was so high, I guess. Like, she ended up losing her vision. She already had vision problems in her eyes. So she ended up not being able to see because she was just panicking so hard. So she had to pull over, stop driving. One of her friends had to take her to where I was at. So the whole night go by. We had the ER and all of them. It's like three in the morning. I didn't get seen at all. You know, like I couldn't even hear out of my fucking left ear because of the airbag and shit. I have to drive home after that. I have to drive home that same night because she can't drive. She can't see. The girl I'm with at the time, we finna go on prom. This whole shit going on, you know, he already kind of know how that shit went. You feel me? (laughs) But like she was just rocky at the time. You feel me? So that wasn't even one of my main worries at the time. Like I'm telling her I'm getting into an accident and she not even saying, she ain't even like respond back to like an hour later type shit. And didn't call at that. It was like a text. I'm not even worried about that. The next morning, we go to the eye doctor. My mom still can't see. They basically tell her that she had popped uh, like some blood vessels in her eye. And it was like blood behind her eye. And that's why she couldn't see. They didn't know how long if she was going to be like that, if she was ever really going to be able to see again. Boom. Take that shit to the chin. A few days later, I end up breaking up with my girl. Didn't even really have no time to like process that shit for real because of everything else that was going on. It just happened. So that whole shit went down. A week later, I see her pop out. Mind you, I said prom was like the next week. I see her pop out <laughs> going to somebody else proud, going to prom with somebody else. I was like, damn, like it's one of those shit. It, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Bro. It was just like that whole week was just so overwhelming in a way. It just changed me forever. I'm not going to lie. I mean, ever since then, I just I just really, like, had a different appreciation for life. I just looked at life differently. And that's why it, like, kind of motivated me to push harder and fight through shit. Because, like, some of that shit, my mom, she's still going through some of that shit. So a different, you know, motivation, a different want for this shit now. So, you know, I just got to get to it. I owe a lot to that time, though, because, mm-hmm. like, it, it changed me for the better. It mm-hmm. got me a lot more sharp. It disciplined me more. I stopped taking a lot of shit for granted. Yeah. I can look back at it now and laugh at some of that shit, but at the time, this shit down there like was some was some traumatizing shit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think a lot of people know this, but basically, like my dad, he had like hip surgeries, like two hip surgeries. So like seeing him in that process, I was like, wow. And like knowing my dad, he's like, like he don't want nobody. Not saying he don't want nobody to help him, but he's just gonna like keep like fighting, like keep like persevering to like what he has to like to like support his family type shit so i seen that and i was like yeah that's what that was the first change i was like yeah i really gotta like make this happen because him me seeing like him never give up and like, it just feel like i have no excuse for me not to like get to where i'm supposed to be after i stopped playing football i just started like smoking like really heavy like like every day, like before school, after school, like pens, everything. Like I started to feel like numb. Like I didn't have like no emotion. Like my parents would be like talking to me or expressing something to me. And then they'll be like telling me like, you so nonchalant. And I, I couldn't really see it because I just felt like all my emotions was just numbed up and like put away. So then that's what really happened was I used to have my first car was a, a Kia Forte, right? One day I'm coming back from a football game. 
And I look in the front yard and my neighbor knocks on my door. I'm like, okay, cool. We run out. He like, hey, somebody trying to steal your car. So me and my dad, we run out. We look in the car. The back window's busted. And we look at the driving wheel and where you put the key in, it was all fucked up. So I'm like looking. I'm like, wow. Like, it hit different. Like, I didn't think, like, that would ever happen to me. My parents are, like, very busy. So my car was, like, my main source of, like, driving, like, school, like, getting to social events. Ever since that happened, like, it would just be from school to home. And that's when the really, like, smoking happened until, like, I want to say, like, April. My mom had forced me to get a job because she had, like, started to realize. They found out I was smoking. They started to realize, like, that I need to, like, get out and do something because I would just come home, get on the game, be in my music, like, be in my room blasting music, just frying. Like, that That, that wasn't going to happen. Like, they, they couldn't let that happen. So then I had got a job, and then that's when I had started doing TikToks and shit. And that's really when I had started, like, getting back on my grind with the, the YouTube and things of that nature. And then prom came up. Oh, my God. We definitely got this similar mm-hmm. similar case. So I was supposed to go with this girl. Her name is going to be Donkey Man. Donkey Man. We was looking for prom suits and prom dresses. She ended up saying she didn't want to go on prom with me no more. She didn't say that, but in a way, she was like, she um going just fall back. And then she ended up going on prom with my homie. It was pretty crazy. It was it was it so different. crazy. It, do, it, do. it hit different. It so, am I tweaking? Yo, shit. Yeah, yeah it sounded like yours is like distorted. And then after that, I started doing like a self-reflection. Then I found this other girl. I'm not going to say her name either because this, uh, yeah. Uh, but I had one on prom with her, and then after that, like, we had, like, fell off, like, real bad. And then after that, that's when I really started doing, like, a self-reflection and things of that nature. Like, I didn't want to go outside. It's summertime. Like, why am I not wanting to go outside? Like, I was just in my feelings, in my emotions, like, not talking to nobody. And, like, everybody's trying to tell me to, like, get over it. And, like, I, I was trying to get over it, but it just wasn't helping. So then that's when I got an opportunity to go to Summer Smash with one of my friends. And then he had gave me, a um, my friend Bryce, he had gave me like this wristband, this artist wristband to go backstage and shit. Do you know who Lucky is? Yeah. Yeah. I had realized like this, like it's full circle. Like you could really like put yourself in environments with people that you look up to. We had went backstage to this little um, the shuttle, like where all the artists come in, this artist lounge. I went there and I'm sitting down. I'm, I'm sitting down right here. It's me, my homie Jocelyn, my homie Bryce. And I look back, I turn around, and Lucky is walking right in front of me. And he sits down, <laughs> like exactly where you are, having a full conversation with the person that was like right here next to me. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, this wow, bro, like this is real. As soon as like that happened, like I had just got plugged in with AMF Visuals. That's the person in Chicago. He be doing like all the music videos for all like the famous like mm-hmm. artists in Chicago. Yeah. We had tapped in, and then G Herbo, um, homie, like I, I was just tapped in with all them. That's when I really just started <coughs> gaining connections. That's when I had just started like going up to in events, just talking people and networking with people, and like now like people in my contacts like that could just like put us in a position like and just. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like things like happen for a reason. I think networking is the single most important factor if you want yeah, to become yeah. successful in anything that's not like programmed work yeah, as in yeah. like, you know what I mean, a nine to five job because you need those connections to go to the next level. Like yeah. people's contact lists will hold more value than, than anything. Like, bro, you can 
with, 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 with the networking contacts, like, because you could just do so much with it. Boom. You know someone that knows how to do this. You know someone that knows how to do this. Boom, boom, boom. You just put the pieces together and then yeah, yeah. you set. You're definitely building up your connections is important if you want to excel. You can only go so far on your own, bro. I had to learn that shit. Like, you only can go so far on your own. Nobody doing nothing all by themselves. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need some help. Some part of the way. What's something that's went on in your life recently that you may have not expected? I'm more of like a HBCU type of guy. So to be honest, in my high school, I was so fluctuating and like focused on like playing football. And then like my senior uh, year, like I was like, damn, yeah, like I could see like it's really not going to work for me. Just based on like just like the politics and things of that nature that goes into. And I didn't want to waste my time knowing I got other visions and dreams in line. And then I was like, OK, cool. I was like, what's the next choice? Morehouse. I'm trying to go to Morehouse. I was I was like big on being a Morehouse man. I had the Morehouse wristband. I had the Morehouse shirt. My parents had the Morehouse everything. And I was like, yeah, I got to go there. So filled out the application. Come February, I was like, yeah. Everybody, I was just, yeah, I'm finna go to Morehouse. I got my letter. I got deferred. I was like, I read the letter. It was like, you need to have above like a, a 3.0. And I, I was reading the letter. It was like, you need to um, reapply in the fall. And I was like, wow. I was just scrambling and I was just fucking around. Like I wasn't taking it serious. And then I didn't realize to like, it really mattered when my plan A didn't work out. And I was just scrambling last minute, just applying to like all the in-state colleges and all like the local colleges type shit. It was like this one day I was supposed to be doing like a event with my high school class, like for our graduation. And instead of that, like my mom was like, we finna go tour our Illinois State. I was like, I bet. And then I was like just deciphering, like standing up on it. I was like, Mom, I really don't want to miss this event. But like it was like something I really had to do because other than that, I was just going to be at like either like Eastern and that wasn't going to be the case. And then I ended up coming here and it was like, wow. It was like, it was, it was something nice. Like I didn't expect it to be what it was. And like now I'm here for sure. It was crazy. Before I got to college, I didn't really give a fuck about college. I'm not going to lie. The reason I say that is because, like, I kind of know, like, or knew at the time, like, what I wanted to do. Like, I knew what direction I wanted to go in my life in a certain aspect. So I felt like I didn't need college to do that shit. Like, I felt like I could, you feel me, get to that point on my own. But I ended up taking these college visits with one of my homies to to Morehouse, to Clark, to Georgia State. And I always knew that I liked Atlanta and I got family in Atlanta. Getting down there and seeing how it was, like, it was it was decent. Like, I was like, damn, like, this is not bad. But when I was in school, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't, I wasn't bullshitting. Like, I didn't just have fucked up grades, but, like, I had senioritis. I was just, like, going with the flow. So mm-hmm. it came around the time to, like you said, start applying to schools and shit. I'm trying to get into Georgia State and... I ended up getting in, but I ain't ended up getting no money. I ended up getting no, no scholarships money. and nothing for real. Because my grades were like, I had like a 3.0. It wasn't bad, but like it wasn't enough for them. Like they was expensive at school. So mm-hmm. Clark and Morehouse come around. I didn't even end up applying to Morehouse because I ain't have a high enough GPA. And with Clark, I was just too late. I had missed the deadline already. Similar how he said, I ended up hearing about I stayed through one of my homies. Like I didn't, I didn't really know what I was going to do as far as college. I damn near was going to go to this school back home. It's called Northeastern Illinois University. It's like up north in Chicago. I was going to probably end up just going there and just saying, like, fuck it. But then I ended up hearing about Illinois State, ended up coming here, and now I'm here. And it's cool 
But I just know I kind of need to be in a different environment. Like actually now being in college, it's like if I'm gonna be here, I'm a I want to be somewhere that I can like prosper. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be somewhere I can just prosper and like work towards my goal and be around other like minded people. But you know, like having a clothing brand and stuff, as we talked about earlier, people here don't really give a fuck about that shit. People don't really care about their appearance as much. So it's a little bit harder to network and meet those type of people here. That's just where I found myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I found myself in a position where I'm here and I know that where I need to be is really like in Atlanta around all of the opportunities, like people that's networking that have brands that know people in that field. That's just life. That's just how life plays out sometimes. So adapt. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. I was watching this whole documentary by Iman G or Iman Ghazi. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching I this doc. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't watch much YouTubers, bro. But this YouTuber yeah. is someone who I'm gonna watch. He was talking about the school system <clears throat> and how the school system was like originated and built was to create a generation of mindless workers. Yeah. And even now, like, you're in a mental trap because even though we have our own aspirations, our own goals, we can't wake up and focus on our aspirations right. and goals because we have class, mm-hmm. homework, distractions, girls. Party. So there's there's five different just Dude. factors in the way of us getting to our dreams. Mm-hmm. And if we weren't in college and we weren't around, you know what I mean, these influences or these environments, then we would probably be able to focus on our dreams a lot more. Yeah. That's definitely something that I've been more focused on, especially this year, is just getting around people who are like-minded and people who do want to excel to the levels that I want to go. Because, I mean, just the people that surround you, like, on a daily basis— yeah. Y'all can't really like rock with y'all. Like y'all want to drink beer all day and do nothing, bro. Right. And, and I have dreams. Definitely feel you. That's kind of how how it feels. Like we just got back from Atlanta, seeing the difference from how it is there, as far as like the amount of like minded people it is down there, and like just the um, like the hospitality that they have, like the immediate connections you can make from just being down there and having something that's eye catching, like having something of value that's eye catching that you can offer. People are gonna automatically fuck with you down there. It's just gonna like instantly. That's literally how it is. Versus here, you might get lucky to find another like minded person like that you can really connect with and you know get to the point where y'all can start working on projects and shit like that together. You know, just bettering each other. It's it's rare. I understand. So, it's, it's shit real. For those of you who don't know, we at Illinois State University. Mm-hmm. How is it being a black creator at a white university? It's definitely kind of hard. I'm not going to hold you. I haven't posted much since I've been out here because it's just like a culture shock. Not even a culture shock. Not even so much that I'm not used to being around different ethnicities. Like, I went to a very diverse high school. It was a melting pot. Like, just the fact of coming from Chicago in general to come into normal Illinois, mm-hmm. it's just like two completely different worlds. Literally like two completely different worlds altogether. Not only uh, people that's like, you know, friends or family that I would make videos with, but it's also just, I would meet a lot of people just spontaneously, just randomly in Chicago and connect with people. It's not really the same out here. Cause like you said, it's all a matter of like, like-minded people. It's more like-minded people in Chicago than it is out here. So it's, it makes it more difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot less people. And then also it's the right. environment too. Like you got cornfields with a mile literally, away. Like literally you can look out from your dorm. Like we can literally look from our dorm. We stay on in Watterson on E. You like we can look from our dorms and look out and just see nothing. <laughs> no buildings, no high rise. Nothing. Like 
we probably the highest rise building it is. In, the, in the next yeah, Watterson is the highest <laughs> rise building like, from St. Louis a, to Chicago. We from live in St. Louis, Louis from St. Louis to Chicago. Yes, bro. We live in the biggest building from fucking here to who, whoever knows, bro. Like that's insane. I'm like like a people's person, so I'm I'm gonna meet people. Like the people that I meet are not on the same like level that I'm trying to be on. So it's like I'm not gonna force them to like try to put out like their best on the internet and best and like on what they're trying to do. Like that's just something that they're gonna have to do on their own. Yeah. Like I make music videos, so it's like the artists and out here, there's not really any artists out here. Like they're all like I don't wanna say there's not no artists out here, but they're all like beginners, which is it's fine being a beginner, but I feel like I know what I wanna do. So like oh, if I'm gonna work with you, you gotta know what you're gonna do too. And there's levels to being an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just someone that just does it or someone that's actually motivated about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not just doing it because you just like the image, like the the cool look that you have being an artist, Mm -hmm. which is like I said, it's all about perception. I see a lot of content creators out here. Like there's a lot of people that make content out here, but definitely it is a struggle because there's only certain events where people are going to be outside. There's limited things to do out here. Another thing out here... As far as the parties go, like, if you one of those, like, I personally, I'll record at the parties every now and then. Like, that's not the direction that I want to take my shit in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for anybody that is, like, trying to take that route, like, trying to, like, have the party life as they, like, foundation for their channel, and that's, like, the type of channel that they are. Bro, out here, the police be on dick. Like, oh God, nigga, yes. the police be oh, dick riding, bro. Like, you lucky to get to a party and have that motherfucker last, like, more than, like, an hour, hour and a half, bro, before they shut that bitch down. Like, you gonna be at a loss of content, because, like, they be on dick. Like, a lot of motherfuckers just be really trying to have a good time, bro. Like, they don't be trying to cause no trouble or nothing. Some people, like I said, some people trying to get content. Some people trying to get that shit going. But, I mean, you damn near at a deficit out here because... Like them bitches is getting shut down right away, damn near. Like, and then you paying for it to get in. Like, we don't literally witness like going to parties, and bro, like we we'll get that the police is there before we are. How the fuck are you here before us? What the fuck? <laughs> like, nigga, the party ain't even started yet. How, how did you beat us here? Like the sirens on. As soon as we pull up the sirens. <laughs> like, bro, are, like, like this one party they had. I, I literally remember it was homecoming weekend where we had. I think you was in the car. They we get to the location or it was like a new location. We get there, bro. The police Police got the exits and the entrances blocked off, What's like that? so you can't get in or out of the lot. Whoever was already there, they had them boxed in, and whoever was showing up, they had that shit barricaded off with their car, so you couldn't get in or you couldn't get out. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Are you? Like, come on, it's homecoming, bro. Like, why are you shutting parties down on homecoming? It's not like mind you, it's not. It's it's damn near like midnight. Bro. It's not even late. Walk yet, around bro. and monitor it, but you don't gotta shut it down. Bro, like, come on now, bro. So. And not to like be like that guy, but it only be like the black parties like yeah yeah okay. i only hear about like oh, that happening to the black parties we not even trying to be like that but that's really how it is i don't be seeing the white party get shut down like that i don't really care either way it go it don't make no difference to me 